Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. I am Michael Hill. You are here. That's the best we can get for you today. <laughs> I'll take it. Jason, we got a lot to talk about this week. We do have a bit. Um, not all so, of it great, like SummerSlam, or Survivor Series, rather. Yeah. I did the same thing just before yeah. we came on air. That's why he said SummerSlam. It's my fault. I'll take responsibility for it. <laughs> <laughs> How was Turkey Day? Very busy. Uh, almost seven hours worth of driving. Fun. And ham. So, yeah. So, no turkey, ham? We had turkey, but it was mostly ham. Okay. Ham's good. How about you? How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was good. We went over to a friend's house, and uh, they cooked a whole spread for us. Turkey, ham, some cheesy potatoes, a, um, a stuffing mix that was a little different from what you would normally see here. Nice. And so, yeah, it was, it was a really good day. Nice. Very nice. So. Spent a whole bunch of money on Friday and, and throughout the week because everybody's been doing Black Friday deals basically for the whole month. Yeah. So. And yet, uh, you know, I saw something on TV. They were talking about how even with every all these new deals and the fact that they've been going on and all this stuff, spending was still down like 20-something percent over 2019. So not even talking about last year, pandemic, yeah. of course. You know, but back to 2019 when things was normal. Well, spending was still down like almost thirty percent. Well, I mean, we're we're approaching two years of the quote unquote pandemic. The Omicron variant has decided to make an appearance coming out of South Africa. Yeah. So, you know, it is money's down. People are struggling. Yeah. Inflation's up. Money's down. Yep. There we go, right? Yep. There we go. But before we dive into political commentary, because that's not what we. Do what we do this. here. This week we are drinking McClellan's Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. And all right. It was an all right. It it is a a redo that we had a long time ago. Now it's an all right Scotch. It's not super high end, but it is. It's a nice one to have in your glass from time to time. Yeah, absolutely. So, cheers. Cheers. All right. Before we dive into the results for the week. Yeah. Let's talk about what you should and should not do as a fan. Okay, so should buy a ticket. Yes. Go to a show. Yes. Cheer for your favorites. Boo your your heels. Yes. Or vice versa, depending. Wh- whatever you're trying to do. Uh, get an overpriced beer. Mm-hmm. Um. Jump over the barricade and tackle one of the stars because you were catfished on social media no, into no, thinking that no, he did something no, wrong. So no, no. you were booked by Vince McMahon so that you had to come out and, and take him out because he knows what he did. No. That's not no. a do? No, no. That is that is most definitely not a do. Oh. So that's yeah. where that fan got the problem then. Yeah. So that happened on Monday Night Raw this week where a fan jumped over the barricade, tackled Seth Rollins. Yeah. And then when he was released from jail a day or two later, said that he was booked by Vince. Yeah. Because he had been catfished by some fake Seth Rollins profile Mm -hmm. into some Twitter beef. And so he actually took a shot at Seth. He needs mental help. Yes. Yes, well, he does. Yeah. Also this week, in the world of fans doing uh, things, one of the members of FTR posted a photo of him without his shirt on to show his progress since he wrestled in, he was wrestling in WWE. Bailey commented on it, saying, hey, good job, or, or you know, great work, something, something along those lines. Then a random fan 
post a picture of himself shirtless and basically solicited Bailey. Yeah. That is also a no. Yes. Don't do that. These are, I know it's a hard concept to grasp for some people, but celebrities, superstars, athletes, musicians, any of those that are interacting on Twitter or Insta or Facebook or any of that kind of stuff. This is a hard pill to swallow, so you, know, you may want to sit down, have a couple, have some scotch. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. They're people. What? Yeah. So, like, if you wouldn't do that to the girl in your chemistry class or to a random person at Walmart, don't do it to these people through Twitter or Instagram or whatever. I think I see the problem here. The problem is you're a decent person and you wouldn't do that to the right. girl in your chemistry class or the random person at Walmart. I think that these some of these people would. See, I don't, you know, I don't think they would because there are consequences to actions that are done in a public space uh, face-to-face, right? Yeah. You do something like that to a person at Walmart, you're apt to catch a punch from somebody. Probably them. Probably them. You do that to somebody over Twitter, you're just an anonymous name attached to a fake email address. True. So. Yeah. That's the thing, though. If you wouldn't do it to somebody you meet in real life, if you wouldn't appreciate it, it appreciate somebody saying or doing those things to your mother or your sister right. or, you know, your daughter. Don't, don't do don't it. Do it. Yep. Just don't do it. And, and there you go. So with all that with that said, being said, let us dive in to the results from this meh week of wrestling. Yeah, it really was kind of the um. So we have Riddle versus Dolph Ziggler, where uh, Riddle gets the win with an RKO. Yeah, because he came out dressed up like yeah, Randy Orton. Yeah, he had a fake mustache and and goatee, and came out dressed up like Orton and won the match as Riddle. Because he throughout yeah. the match it all got ripped off, well, and he was he was wrestling as Randy for a while, but he won the match with the exception of the RKO being the final move. He had switched back to Riddle to win. Uh, we got Bianca Belair versus Tamina, uh, but uh, Belair gets the win. Pop up, <laughs> and I have an ad blocker. Don't you just hate that? Oh yeah. We get uh, Seth Rollins and uh, Finn Balor fighting. We get the Street Profits versus Omos and AJ Styles, where uh, Omos and Styles win due to disqualification from the Street Profits when Dawkins sprayed Omos with a fire extinguisher. Uh, nice. There you go. <laughs> uh, we have Carmella and Queen Zelina versus Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. for the women's tag titles. And of course, it's Monday Night Raw, so they wouldn't change a championship the night after a pay-per-view. So, hey, of course... That's where you're wrong. Carmella and Queen Zelina get the win. And, and like, I hate being disappointed in that because... Carmella and Zelina absolutely deserve to be recognized in some form for the work they're doing. But it just feels like an afterthought. It it feels like the entire women's tag division is an afterthought. Everything WWE does is an afterthought at this point. Yeah. We get Reggie versus Cedric Alexander, where... Um, let's see, what happened here? Alexander hit a big kick to the head, followed by his finisher for the win to become the new 24-7 champion. Dana Brooke and several dudes ran yeah. from the ring, and Brooke ended up getting the pin on Alexander, and nobody was willing to go after her once she had the belt. Yes. I read that directly from Bleacher Report, so let's give credit to the writers at Bleacher Report. But yes, that is a thing that happened. I didn't know how to 
put that into words, so I just had to read it. Dana Brooke is your new 24-7 champion. Dana Brooke is your new 24-7 champion. And apparently the guys aren't willing to <laughs> pin her. I would say... Somebody I, call it, Batista. I would say it would be kind of neat to see where they go with a storyline for this. But uh, it's WWE, so they're not. Somebody call Batista, and we can go back to their uh, Twitter right. uh, flirt. Their Twitter flirtation. We have Bobby Lashley versus Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Bobby Lashley gets the win here. This was a pretty fun little match, in my opinion, though. The Mysterios showed they, they could team up pretty well. Ray still has the sparks of the man he once was. Not trying to take anything away from him. If I had been doing what he's been doing for the last 20, 30 right. years, I'm sure I would barely be able to move, too. Ray's able to show and do the things he was able to do. The Mysterios were able to hit a double 619. Bobby Lashley still gets a win because he's still Bobby Lashley of WWE 2021. Yep. So we have Damian Priest versus Apollo Crews. Uh, Priest gets the win. And that was for the uh, match, I believe. Or for the title. It was for the match. He won the match for the match. That's good. <laughs> Maybe I should lay off the uh, scotch. Maybe so. <laughs> We're just getting started. All right. Uh, we have Big E versus Austin Theory for the WWE Championship. Austin Theory got this championship opportunity because at Survivor Series, he stole Mr. McMahon's $100 million Cleopatra egg from the new movie Red Notice starring The Rock. Yeah. On Netflix, actually a decent movie if you like enjoy Ryan Reynolds and the rock kind of comedy. It's so, not too bad. But. So if you're listening, kids, the way to get ahead in life is to steal stuff from your boss mm -hmm. and then tell them that you stole it uh, so that you can get that promotion. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Sammy actually turned it in. Yeah. Sammy was mad because Vince didn't give him the title opportunity and said nobody likes a snitch. Well, at the beginning, saying whoever gives him yeah, the well, egg yeah. gets the opportunity. Yep. So Vince McMahon is a lying cheat. Yeah, that's about and right. And Sammy is completely right for his conspiracy theory. Yeah. Way there we close, go. Way to accidentally close up that storyline, WWE. <laughs> so we have the match. During the match, Owens comes down as well as Seth. Owens comes down, Seth comes down, they do their thing. Seth interferes by tripping Big E. Owens then throws Seth into the ring, which distracts the ref enough for Big E to get his wits back about him. He beats Austin Theory. Owens and Seth are fighting outside. They're, they're just, you know, bowing up to each other. Big E comes running out from behind. Lays them both out. Sends one of them, I think, into the steps. Gets Seth back in the ring and hits Seth with the big ending. Stands tall as the other two are like, oh. <laughs> I'm not sure what they're doing. Owen's contract is up here in the next couple months. Yeah, it ends in January, I think. Um, so I would imagine either... Which Owens, we do have some contract stuff to talk about yeah. when we get done with this. Either Owens has signed an extension or a new contract, or within the next week or two, we're going to see the last of him. Yeah, I have a feeling that's probably the case. Uh, so he'll he'll be get put down by Seth probably in the next week or two, and then we just won't see him on TV unless he has signed a new contract. Yeah. Because Owens is somebody, like it or hate it, Tony Khan can sign Owens up quick. Yes. And whether you think he needs to be at AEW or not, he's somebody that AEW can use and draw money with, and Tony Khan's not going to let that slip by him. So, since I've been talking about AEW, let's go to Dynamite. Yeah, so we had Dynamite, of course, on Wednesday, and this is one of the first times that I remember Dynamite actually kicking off with a very long promo segment. Um... They have little short promo segments to get right into matches. 
this was a long promo segment. It was between Punk and MJF. Uh, there were there were several digs that referenced uh, WWE, which we talk about that from time to time. That they need to drop it, but this I think actually worked. Uh, Punk, Punk like Punk called Punk called uh, MJF a less talented Miz. Which I thought was really good. Uh, MJF responded to Punk saying, "What happened to the the counterculture icon I grew up with? Hell, you may as well be out here preaching hustle, loyalty, and respect." Uh, which I thought was a very good stab at Punk with his "I just want to work with everybody," you know, mentality that's going on. Overall, good promo. It just went on way too long. Uh, well, you got to remember, Punk comes from that era of WWE, yeah, where WWE started off every single show with, with a forty-five a, minute right. promo. Uh, this led to Punk fighting QT Marshall. That was the book match. Punk, of course, wins. Uh, they're not going to give that to QT. That'd be an over Punk. Uh, we had the the Ass Boys, uh, as Danhausen refers to them, the Gun Club uh, versus Bear Country. Where Gun Club squashed Bear Country. We moved to the quarter, a quarterfinal match for the TBS title, which was Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hayter. Where uh, Thunder Rosa wins uh, over Jamie with due to some interference from Brooke or uh, Britt Baker, which caused you know kind of issues going on. Uh, we had Cole Cabana versus uh, Brian Danielson in his quest to kick in the heads of all of the Dark Order members. Or, of course, Brian Danielson wins. Then we had Cody Rhodes and Death Triangle versus Andrade, El Idolo, Malachi Black, and FTR. We're uh, El Idolo, FTR, and Black win. And that was the main event. On to SmackDown. Moving on to Friday Night SmackDown. We start the show with Kayla in the ring, and she is going to give us some news about Brock Lesnar's indefinite suspension and the rumors that it may be being lifted. Roman Reigns interferes, says, and, and I have to agree with him there, it's embarrassing because he's running laps around everybody else on the roster right now. WWE has fed almost every single legitimate contender for Roman's title to him and he has beat them back. Yeah. There's like there's yeah. They announced that uh there will be a Black Friday battle royal to determine the number one contender. Drew McIntyre and Jeff Hardy versus Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss, where um Hardy gets the win with the Swanton Bomb. So Hardy and McIntyre win. We have Cesaro versus Ridge Holland, where Cesaro defeated Holland. Because, you know, Holland is Irish. Sure. And so is Seamus. So he's now teaming up with Seamus. And they're picking a feud with Seamus' former best friend, Cesaro. And I think they might even be calling themselves the new bar. Interesting. By that, I mean not. Yeah. Um... We have uh, Rick Boogs versus Angel Garza. No, no, no. It's just Angel. He doesn't have a last name anymore. Garza defeated Boogs. <laughs> <laughs> we have um, Charlotte Flair embarrassing Tony Storm. Yeah. Because she threw pies in her face. Yeah. Yeah. embarrassing we have Naomi and Sasha Banks versus Natalia and Shayna Baszler continuing this dumb storyline where Sonya and Naomi have issues right. but now Sonya's denying that there's ever been any issues and that she didn't pay the ref last week to do the quick count she didn't you know yeah she didn't restart a match for no reason yeah, all that kind of stuff. That story needs to end. I'm sorry. It's, it's over. I'm sorry. It, it was interesting at first because 
I thought it was going to lead, and it may still be leading towards a Sonya Deville and Naomi match, and that gets Sonya back in the ring, which I'm all for. But now you've dragged in Aaliyah, mm-hmm. Sasha Banks, and Shayna Baszler. Yeah, just terrible. And and by extension, Natty as well. No. Just stop. Yeah, it's just terrible. Push the match. It needs to happen. And I wouldn't even say it needs to happen in the next pay-per-view. Book it for next week, and let's move on. We then have the Battle Royal. So the participants were Ricochet, Eric, Ivar, Drew Gulak, Mace, Angel, Umberto, Sami Zayn, Mansoor, Jinder Mahal, Shanky, Jeff Hardy, Rick Boogs, Sheamus, Ridge Holland, Happy Corbin, Madcap Moss, and Cesaro. What prominent number one contender ready SmackDown star did I not say? I'm sorry, I disassociated completely on that one. Which is pretty much what Drew, I did throughout all of this. Drew yeah, McIntyre wasn't in it. Drew McIntyre was not in it. Uh, so, Drew, before they even ring the bell, decides to come down and make his presence known. He comes down with his Claymore, and not not the actual, like, the move of the Claymore. No, right. his actual Claymore. Yeah, Angela. Uh, he walks in, gets in the ring, waves the Claymore around, and then basically just stands in the ring and says, somebody come move me. Then we go to commercial break with uh, Adam Pierce came out and they were talking back and forth. And we go to commercial break. And when we come back from commercial break, we've just started the match. And, and McIntyre left of his own volition during the commercial break. Sure. I hate that. There's a reason I, I I didn't watch SmackDown this week. I, I hate, I, I I hate WWE right now. Anyways, it gets down. Your winner is going to be Sami Zayn. Cool. At the end of the match, as Sami's getting ready to celebrate, they have Kayla in the ring. And as she right after she asks Sammy a question, she touches her ear and says, Hang hang on, hang on, Sammy, hang on. I'm getting something. Well, I have breaking news. Brock Lesnar's indefinite suspension has been lifted, and he'll be here next week. Hooray. WWE makes it really hard to care about their product. Um, They have made it extremely hard to care about their product. So we have Rampage. Um, We kicked off with Adam Cole and Bobby Fish versus Orange Cassidy and Wheeler Yuta, where Cole and Fish win. Uh, we had Britt Baker versus Rio, where if Rio won, she gets a future title shot against Britt, and Rio won. Then we had Eddie Kingston versus Daniel Garcia, where uh, Eddie wins, then gets jumped by 2.0, and then Chris Jericho comes down and makes the save. And that was Rampage. Um, there were a couple good points in like. I like the I kind of like the Chris Jericho coming down because he's had beef with 2.0 a little bit in the back. Um, comes out he saves Kingston. Kingston yells at him, "I didn't need your help." And uh, Jericho's response responded to him on Twitter saying, uh, "I didn't I didn't help you. I didn't come out to help you, sport." Um, <laughs> you know I, I kind of like the fact that Riho beat uh, Britt Baker. Uh, it was an, again due to some miscommunications between her rebel and Jamie Hayter. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of building that tension of breaking them apart, which they need to do. Um, yeah. So, what do we want to go to first? Uh, how about we talk about this? How about we talk about the fact that apparently Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano both have signed extensions. Okay. Uh, not, so, but extensions only through, I think, December 10th. Yeah, so Gargano is literally like a seven-day extension. It, yeah, it his, pushes him through the pay-per-view, War yep, Games. War Games. Both of them push them through paper, through War Games. Because both of them, their contracts are up on like the third or something like that. Yeah. It's very soon, and neither of them have re-signed. They both just said that they will extend through 
the pay-per-view, and then they are going on their separate ways. And if WWE is questioning, well, why aren't these guys re-signing with us? Well, the answer is, is both of those guys will end up successful somewhere else, whether it's Impact, whether it's AEW or New Japan. Mm -hmm. They will be successful elsewhere. Yes. And if I'm wrestling for WWE right now, and I know that my contract's coming up, Mm -hmm. and I just watch them fire somebody a week after she signed her contract. Right. I'm not, I'm not re-signing. No. I'm not re-signing without some significant money, which WWE's saying that the reason for the firings is budget cuts. Even though they are making more money and they're more profitable right now than they have ever been. Yes. But it's budget cuts. It's budget cuts. Budget cuts. Mm -hmm. Always budget cuts. Never can be anything but budget cuts. Uh, yeah. If I'm wrestling for WWE right now and my contract is up, mm-hmm. my contract is going to have some significant penalties Yep. for WWE releasing me. Yeah, absolutely. And I am not signing a contract with I'm a 60 day. Um, well, I'm not signing otherwise and I'm not signing a contract with a 60 day non-compete. The only thing with the non-compete that I can, I can kind of get behind to a point is WWE continues to pay you during that time. Right, so if you if you're let out on the ninety day not compete for that ninety days, WWE's paying you. Um, part of me can kind of see where WWE comes from. That they've been burned several times. What with back in the nineties, with Brett and Lex and Hall and Nash, you know, being on. I'm on. Or hell, Rick Rude was on the same show. The same night. Yeah, you know? he was on two shows the same night. Yeah, different shows on the same night. Um, so I can see where they kind of got burned a little bit on that. They don't want you taking, you know, don't take your heat from here and take it to the competitor make the competitor better. Cool, I get it. However, I agree with you. With Now, in, in today's climate, where you have these, where you have competition, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. TNA was never really competition for the WWE. They could have but, been. They could have been. But they but, signed Hulk Hogan and... Right, and they ruined it. AEW is competition for the WWE. With the advent of internet and all that kind of stuff, New Japan is a very lucrative place to go. Um, Especially when you look at the people like AJ Styles, you look at Kenny Omega, you look at the Young Bucks. You know, they had their little runs here, with the exception of Kenny. Um, You know, you had your runs in TNA with Generation Me and, you know... AJ, but arguably, AJ became the star that he is once he went to New Japan and came back. I think so, AJ built on the star that he had he built, in New Japan. Yeah. And he was in New Japan at the right time yes, yes. because he had just left TNA. He was, he was TNA big, had been on the decline. He had just left TNA. Bullet Club was at its zenith. AJ was a big fish in a small pond in TNA. Mm-hmm. When he went to New Japan... He became an even bigger fish because he had more room to grow. Yeah. Then when he came back over here, he came back here to WWE to be the guy. Right? And he was the guy. And he was the guy. Except for for the fact of when he debuted, Kevin Dunn put the camera on Roman. Yeah. So. Kevin Dunn should have been fired for that, by the way. Kevin Dunn should have been fired millions of times over. Uh, Him and Bruce Bull. Um, But. Johnny Ace, let's throw him in there too. Yeah, him too. Uh, so there are options for these wrestlers now. You know, you don't have to hope and beg for WWE to give you your pittance. Otherwise, you're going to be wrestling in a high school gymnasium. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go to AEW. Even if you go to Dark or Elevation, you know, you can go to TNA. It's it's not really respectable yet but it has made progress over the past few years. And, you know, um, we don't mention it a whole lot, but you, you do have NWA, NWA out there. NWA is still out there. Uh, uh, and, and even though they made the colossal mistake of going off of YouTube and going to right. whatever app they're on now, yeah. uh, there's still a place to go. You have You have options now that are viable options. Are they, you know, are you going to get super wealthy off of them? 
Probably not. Are you gonna depends make on a, where you go? Are you gonna make enough money? I mean, look at Matt Cardona right now. You know, Matt Cardona's wrestling for GCW and other independents around, and he's having the time of his life. And yeah. he's he's doing some of the best work he's done in ten yeah. years. And it's like he said, yeah, WWE gave me a payday, so I can do this kind of stuff. You know, cool, I get it. There's a lot of people being released from WWE right now that have gotten their payday, mm-hmm. uh, that are just not wanting to resign. And when you're turning down, to me, if you're turning down that kind of money because you don't want to be there. That says a lot. Look at Mox. Look at Daniel uh, at uh, Danielson. Yeah. Look at Punk. Punk was apparently offered a huge sum to come back, and Fox was willing to and pay. Fox for was it. willing to pay for it. Like they they knew what CM Punk had, yeah. or who CM Punk was, what he meant. Yep. WWE wanted nothing to do with it, and it, and I get it. There there's that animosity between them. Yeah. But with that being said, he's still CM Punk. Um, and then, you know, to tie back into the release point, so we got Gargano leaving, we got O'Reilly leaving. Um, I can, I bet, if if I was a betting type, right, I would bet WWE hasn't even reached out to them about a contract extension. Or if they did, it was just a, uh, we'll give you this. Oh, you don't want to do that? All right, cool, yours can expire. Because they're that old guard indie wrestler that NXT 2.0 is trying to kill. Yeah. Speaking of NXT 2.0, I shared this with the group yesterday. Yeah. Nobody really, you know, we, we didn't really talk too much about it, but I found it interesting that WWE has sent a survey out to their fans on NXT 2.0, and they're asking several questions. Do you like the rebranding? Uh, do you think yeah. the characters are being developed? Let's see if I can pull that up real quick. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, it, they're asking questions, and they're asking for true or false answers. Yeah. Because they know. Yeah, I think one of the questions was like, uh, do you like the direction the character development is going, or something like that? True or false? Okay, so WWE sent out the survey. This show has many unique and exciting characters. False. I enjoy the... Uh, well, no, I'd, I'd say true. Chompa's on there. There are many Chompa's on there. Chompa, Gargano. Gargano's um, not on there anymore, really. I, you know, but... Many is so, not one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I enjoy the athleticism of the wrestling talent on the show. I'm, I'm going to go true there. I'm going to say true, but then again, I haven't watched since the first week of NXT yeah. 2.0. Because it was that bad that it turned, yes, me, it turned off. me off to it. Um, this show has some of my favorite professional wrestling characters. False. Character development is believable. False. Wrestling town on the show is charismatic. Uh, <laughs> I want to say false, here's the but problem. there's Ciampa. Here's the problem. Yeah. I want to say false to all of this, but at the same time, there's guys like Ciampa, there's guys like O'Reilly, there's guys like Gargano that are on there. You And you have other talent that I, I'm not mentioning right now. Yeah. Grimes is out there. Guys that are putting in the work. And even some of these new guys that I don't know them because I just I have just been turned off of the show so much right. that I have not been able to give these guys a chance. Yep. But... You know, they're on here. The wrestling talent has the creative freedom to speak their minds. False. How do I All even... All the false. How, how, how is a fan supposed to answer that? Yeah, right. How is a fan supposed to answer that? I enjoy the interactions and matchups among female talent. I'm going to say true to that just yeah. based on what I was watching before they did their thing. Yeah. The show does a good job in developing newer wrestling talent. That's a false. And I can say unequivocally that that is a false because here I am, a diehard wrestling fan who was watching nine hours of wrestling a week just a few short months ago Mm -hmm. that now I'm not. I'm basically down to watching three hours of wrestling a week at this point. And you're watching AEW? I'm watching AEW. I watch Rampage. I watch Dynamite. 
Raw is usually on in the background because I'm I'm normally home on mm-hmm. uh, Monday nights, so it's just on in the background. Um, the past couple of Fridays, I haven't even turned my TV on until around nine o'clock to go yeah. watch Rampage. I, I, which is sad because it has come so far from you know us saying how good SmackDown was and how much we actually cared about it to now. So. Years ago, and I, I am going to say years ago at this point, Monday night, if I was home, mm-hmm. I was watching wrestling. Absolutely, I'm not a not a big football fan, so absolutely, I, you know, Monday night football never appealed Look. to me. But I was watching wrestling this Monday night. Mm-hmm. I'm home, I'm watching TV, but it wasn't Raw. Yeah, I was watching a movie that I have seen. Countless times, I couldn't even tell you how many times I've seen this movie. It's watching Spaceballs. Watching Spaceballs. Um, I used to, you know, this is now pushing ten years at this point. I used to stop by Pizza Hut and get a pizza, Mm -hmm. and then go to my mom and dad's house. Dad and I would watch wrestling every Monday night. That was our thing. We'd have pizza and we'd watch wrestling. I have carried that tradition on since he passed up until this year. Yeah. Every, just about every Monday night, you go up to Pizza Hut, get a pizza, come home. I'd have pizza on Monday nights and watch wrestling. I've completely stopped. Yeah. Or, like you said, it's, it's on, or but it's, it's on the noise. background. It's, you know, yeah, I'm doing something else. I'll, I'll Building sit on, Warhammer figures or I'll sit on the couch and play a video game with it on in the background. Yep. And WWE, that is depressing. WWE has made it impossible to care. And this is the sad part. They've made it impossible to care about the people on the show. Yeah. Like, I like, I genuinely like the performer, right? I mean, you always see on Twitter and things of that nature, you hear the good things that they do, and you can kind of see behind the curtain, that, you know, some of their personal life and some of what they, they get into. I mean, look at all the, the up, up, down, down stuff, right? Yeah. All that kind of stuff. I mean, and so, we still talk about, oh, Shayna Baszler's into Warhammer. Yeah. Like, you know, her and Cesaro had a, they went to the Warhammer Museum when they were in London, right? Yeah. So you see all this kind of cool stuff, and it's like, oh, that's really neat. But as far as trying to get invested in a character, I'm not going to do it. Because at any point, that character is either released be pushed to hell and back are just forgotten. Mm-hmm. Not even deep pushed, just what happened to so-and-so? They haven't been on TV for a while. And then you read about the release. Oh, they haven't been on TV for six months. I don't see anything for a, an injury or anything like that. And then a couple months later, WWE's come to terms with the release of so-and-so. You know? You know, and, and that, to me, Gargano resigns or doesn't resign. I don't, I don't think, I don't he think he's resigning because I think he sees he sees the writing on the wall, uh, and he's gonna go. Oh, I'm I'm at the top right now. I'm a popular character. Yeah, I can get a job elsewhere, mm-hmm. wherever else. There's, we yeah. mentioned them. There's plenty of options. Candice LeRae, whose contract I believe is up in May, if I remember correctly, it what was I was supposed reading. to be, but I think it got pushed back several well, times to injuries and stuff. Well, that's what they're gonna say is pushing back due to injury and currently pregnant. pushing back because of her pregnancy. So when does that bring her back? And I would argue based on what we've been seeing, especially the way they've used Candace LeRae in the past, mm-hmm. as soon as she's no longer pregnant, yeah, they're going to let her go. Yeah, probably. Especially if Johnny's gone. Yeah, I could see that. If Johnny's right. gone, they're letting her go. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly gets released, or Kyle O'Reilly's contract runs out, and within a week or two, we have a three-man tag match on AEW of uh, Christian Cage and Jurassic Express versus Cole Fish and a mystery partner. And and who's that mystery partner going to be? Uh, probably Kenny. Yeah, probably Kenny. No, uh, Kenny's out on on injury right now. Yeah, Kenny's out on injury. Kenny actually had to uh, give up vacate. 
his triple A mega champion. Mega champion. I'm sorry, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, he had to vacate that. Uh, which they're having their uh, uh, forget the name. Triple Mania. Triple. It's not Triple Mania. It's uh, you sure? Pretty sure it's not Triple Mania. But it's another one of their big yeah. things. They're having that here either this weekend or next weekend. And it was supposed to be Kenny Omega versus Vikingo. And, well, Kenny's out. So instead, they're doing a big, like, five man tournament thing where it's Vikingo. Uh, Jay Lethal's in it. Uh, Bobby Fish is in it. Uh, and there's one other one from AEW that's in there. Because they put out a big thing about it, and they also put out with it, you know, big thanks to AEW uh, for helping us fill up the spots that need to get filled up. Yeah, because they've got several people that are out, and, and of course, then Kenny is stripped and, and out for surgery. And well, all. And, yeah, Kenny's out due to injury, and as we talked about last week, I need I need Kenny to take a year off minimum. If I mean, he, he's been, if he has that vertigo for, I yeah. think he said he's been wrestling with it for two years he's now. He's been wrestling with vertigo, vertigo for a couple of years. Uh, he's been wrestling with a hernia. He's having shoulder surgery. Um, like there's several things that you know, Kenny Omega's been working through while hurt. Yeah. Uh, but he's just been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. So yeah, now, he, he needs to go get yeah. better and come back as Kenny Omega. Come back completely healed without the vertigo in the ring. Let your brain heal because you you're not going to yeah. convince me that's not no, traumatic that's a, brain that's injury. That's part of the CTE thing for sure. Um, so, yeah, you mentioned Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about him. It is good to see him again. It really is. He's been he's been in ROH for a while. Yeah, he's been in ROH. I really became a fan of his. In his days in TNA. Yeah, his Black Machismo. Is Black Machismo. And then when he started doing the Ric Flair impersonations. Those were great. Yeah, that... Look, you want to see a promo, go, go watch him. <laughs> Ric Flairing to Ric Flair. Yeah, because Ric's in the ring with Fortune at the time, I think. And yeah. Lethal comes out dressed in the suit. And, you know, struts on the stage. <laughs> does the woos. They get into a woo-off. Uh... Lethal it's, drops his coat and drops elbows on it, and uh, Ric Flair is screaming great. at him. It, it is fantastic. Great, regardless of Ric Flair as a person, that is great. Yeah. That is some of the things I love about wrestling. It was very good. It was a very fun watch. That we're not getting anymore. But Jay Lethal doesn't look like he's really lost a step. He deserves to be a bigger star. Yeah, that than match last week with. Uh, Sammy was freaking amazing. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad to see Jay Lethal back. You mentioned the gun club. Yeah. The ass boys. <laughs> Apparently somebody went back on Twitter mm-hmm. and found some very uncool things that Austin, I think it was Austin Gunn, wow. said as a late teen. Okay. Uh, racist yeah. type stuff. To Austin's credit, and and I'll leave it up for you to determine on whether it's enough or not if you want to go yeah. in and look it up. But to his credit, he's faced up. He said, yes, I said it. I was young. I was dumb. That is not who I am. I apologize. And that's not who I was raised to be. Yeah. So he, he took responsibility for it. He said, please don't think that I'm the same person I was X many years ago. I'll leave that up to you as the listener. You... You know, yeah. as the intelligent person you are, to determine if that's enough for you or not. I always look at those this way. Now, and, and granted, you know, disclaimer here. I have to speak to this from a point of not being the discriminated against. Yeah. You know, Michael and I are both straight white men. We don't have any kind of, yeah. you know, minority status. No. Anywhere, really. There, there might be like. In, in my DNA, there might be the tiniest bit of Native American. I think all of us have Native American but somewhere, it, but it's not it's not even It's not even enough for me to even, you know, know about. Um, so. You know, so I have to put it this way. Whenever somebody screws up, yeah. when they're kids, because, I mean, the 16th kid. Yeah. And you come forward and you own it. Personally, I'm inclined to give them a chance. Now. 
And again, I say that from the point of view of not being the one that was discriminated against, right? Yeah. The problem comes in when it's multiple times. Yeah. You know, or you get the, you know, hey, I screwed up. I'm sorry. Like, like look at Sammy, right? Sammy came forward. He said, yeah, that was a terrible thing to say. You know, he made a, he made a rape joke about Sasha Banks. Um, I admit it. I own it. it he reached out. He reached out to Sasha to apologize privately, which yeah. is it, to, to me is bigger than publicly because yeah. anybody can come on and say, I apologize. Right. No, he took the initiative when it came out, which he probably didn't even remember yeah. it, to be he probably honest. Didn't. But he took the initiative. He reached out. He apologized to her mm-hmm. as an individual should. Yeah. And he, he suffered his consequences. Yeah. Right. Um, same thing can be said if Austin Gunn goes through the same thing. Same thing for him. Hey, you know, I made these comments. That's not me. You know, I'll I'll take responsibility for what was said. If Tony suspends him or makes him go through a sensitivity training type thing or something like that, cool. Yeah. You know, don't be Lars Sullivan then. Yeah, you know, don't be the, the guy that that makes these comments, apologizes for them, and then continues to make those comments yeah. or continues to do other. You can go back. Shady we, person crap. You can go back. We talked when, when all of the stuff was coming out about Lars and he was beginning to be pushed by WWE. Yeah. We said, hey, we're willing to let it go. We're willing Titus, to give it a Big E. Titus both of big, them said, yeah. you know, hey, we're willing to let this dude prove that he's not that guy. And then he, and proved, then he proved that he was that, that he guy. was that guy because he shifted from minorities to sexually harassing women. Yeah. So... You know, it's it's easy as a society to jump on that whole, you know, I, I don't want to say cancel culture because cancel culture doesn't exist. But that whole, oh, you said a bad word 20 years ago, you should be punished for it. It's easy for society to jump on that. If that person, though, has shown that they deserve that second chance, give them a second chance. Yeah. Uh, this was, and it's odd that you bring that up. You know, I was just reading this morning. It was a list of comedians talking about pieces that they've done in the past that they don't do anymore because times have changed. And and Pat Oswalt was on there, and he was talking about his his sketch where he talks about uh, midgets, you know, and the fact that that's a not a good word, mm-hmm. you know. And he used uh, the R word as well along with it. Uh, making jokes at, at that expense and, and gay people and all that stuff. You know, and he did this 30-odd years ago. He says, I don't do any of those jokes anymore. Times have changed. That It wasn't cool then, but it was acceptable. And not it's just times have changed. It's not just that times have changed. People change. Yeah. And, I mean, what, was, you know, what you find funny when you're 20... Isn't funny when you're 40. Yeah. Uh, there was another thing, and it all this all ties together. I saw something else this morning on Reddit, and it was a clip from Attitude Era Raw. In fact, this even ties more in with wrestling. And it was Tori Wilson and Dawn Marie, I think. And they were in lingerie in a hotel room, and Dawn Marie was, quote-unquote, seducing Tori. And then they started kissing. Um, that was I just peak rolled my era. eyes. My yeah. eyes literally just rolled through the back of my head. Yeah, that was peak attitude era women's usage, right? They were they were sex objects. They were in evening gown matches, which made them sex objects, or they were being Trish Stratus and made to bark like a dog for Vince, which is a That's sex a, object. Yeah, hooray! Right. Um. So. There's bad stuff all the way around uh, in wrestling. Women's wrestling has gotten better. Yes, you know, to a to a point. To a point. You can. And the thing is, like, even watching, say, Trish come out now, or Lita come out now, and they when they parade out the the legends, uh, Kelly Kelly coming out, they were sex objects originally in WWE, especially Kelly Kelly, especially Kelly Kelly. Now. The last like battle royal that they did where they were, or the last Royal Rumble where they were members of it, they were treated as legit wrestlers. We know they're not, but they were treated as legit wrestlers. 
I have to say though, if anybody is a legit wrestler, Trish and Lita. Trish and Lita for sure. They yeah. they put they in the work. I mean, you can look at Trish, you can look at Lita, you can look at Beth Phoenix, yeah. uh, Molly Holly even. You know, you, yeah. you had WWE had their for lack of a better term, workhorse women that they had for wrestling mm-hmm. that got a match here, a match there. But the majority of the time, the people, the, the women's wrestling was focused on was your, your Kelly Kellys. Oh, yeah. Your Dawn Marie's. I mean, you, you, Wilson, look at, you, you look at Trish. Sables. You, know, you, that you look at Trish and her early stuff versus when she put the work in and she yeah. actually got when the Trish ability to When Trish first was coming out with, what was it, TNA? Yeah, Dustin Albert. So. Um, Trish was 100% eye candy. Yeah. And she put in the work to become a wrestler. Yeah. Lita yeah. went down to Mexico, learned how to wrestle, came up. But even she's like, well, I got to have some sort of sex appeal. Yeah. Because, you know, just being an attractive woman, yep. that and cut it. So she pulled up the, the she thong. She well-tilled her thong, yeah. You know. But, yeah, it, it is just people change, times change. Mm-hmm. Things that were acceptable yep, are not anymore are not anymore and we have to be willing to move with those times exactly the undertaker's given his uh stomp, stamp of approval to omos yeah i saw that which is intriguing but at the same time speaking of times passing things by i think time has passed taker by like, I, I don't, I'm not trying to take away from Omos as the, a person. What we have seen from him to date, Omos I has, am bored by. Omos has the same problem as the great Kali. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say it, hate or not, Andre the Giant. When Andre, when Andre first started, Andre could wrestle. As Andre got older, couldn't anymore. Andre, and really and truly, if it wasn't for Andre's early career, which was good, when it got to the end of Andre's career, Andre was the great colleague. Oh, yeah. Uh, he and, stood there, I, he, th- he hung on the rope because otherwise he would fall over, and he threw a couple of chops, and that was the extent of Andre the Giant. But it was Andre the freaking Giant. So, yeah. you know, he, he gets that pass, right? Oh, the great colleague was never that guy. Almost will never be that guy. A lot of that I'm I'm going to throw onto Vince McMahon. Andre and other promotions had to wrestle, mm-hmm. especially coming up when he got older yeah. into the 80s. Yeah, and he he started having all of the health issues having, that yeah, come with what exactly. he what he had. But even then, Vince knows how to book. Mm-hmm. He just well, at least does. he at least he knew how to book in the 80s, in the 70s, and the 80s. When you have a guy the stature of Andre the Giant, yeah. you don't have him wrestle. And it, uh, let's Vince take it up with Omos. You don't have a guy like Andre or Omos wrestle like a guy like Chad Gable. Vince booked Andre as a circus sideshow, which is what he was. Yeah. And it was very effective. You can't book people like that nowadays. No. And that's that's what I was getting at. So he take that out of Omos. Omos can't be booked that way. Mm-hmm. It's not believable. It's borderline problematic. So how do you book him? There's no way to book Omos right. Yeah. Kind of how they're booking him now works to a point, but it's getting stale. It's already gotten stale. That whole... Hey, we're gonna have Kofi bounce off of him. We're gonna have Xavier bounce off of him. Yeah. And the the problem is, is Vince sees guys like Shanky and Omos, these these huge people. He gets a giant heart on in his pants. Yep. And he brings them up to the main roster mm-hmm. instead of and they don't know how to wrestle. They don't know how to wrestle instead of putting them down there in NXT. Your mm-hmm. developmental program don't you don't have to put them on tv you know you so, don't have to put them on tv if you want to debut them on raw that's great so but let me wait a, a year give them a chance to learn how to actually wrestle put the reps in and, and i'll get to your question yeah. just you know let me finish the thought put the reps in 
and learn how to wrestle so that when they come up, they at least look like they know what they're doing. And you don't have almost stand outside the ring for six months yeah. before he gets in. And the only move he does is a slap to the chest. So let me ask this about Omos. Do you buy Omos as a bodyguard? Like a bodyguard type? A, 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 a throwback to Diesel type thing? Yeah. I can buy him okay. as that in that role. Okay. So, now here's where the, the big point comes in. Why does AJ Styles do that? He doesn't. The, the thing Omos is, should be bodyguarding someone like Ali or Cedric. I'd even buy Omos with Sammy. Sammy. Somebody in that mid card, a, a small, a smaller guy. Because AJ's a smaller guy. I mean, let's not get it twisted here. AJ's not a giant, right? But AJ Styles has been a multiple time champion before he suddenly gets a bodyguard. It, it is AJ, unnecessary. AJ Styles is the phenomenal one. Yeah, it's unnecessary. Give it to give it to a mid carder who's really never had a belt, maybe a mid card belt, something like that. You know, like like you said, Sammy. Right, Sammy. I, Sammy's had a new. You put him with belt. Sammy. I'm 100 percent buying Omos that with he's Sammy there because Sammy has hired Omos because Sammy is so paranoid about being screwed about the conspiracy that he has hired a personal bodyguard to help protect him from what's going on. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, you know. So yeah, yeah. Um, the last thing I want to talk about. And I don't know if you noticed this or not in any of your watching this week. Vince McMahon actually looks like he's healthier than he's been in a long time. Mm-hmm. He does. Uh, Vince would come out for, especially over the last couple of years, every you know few times we'd see him, his eyes would be really red, like red yeah. under his eyes, huge bags, and he just looked sick and exhausted. I wonder if Linda's drugging him so he'll actually sleep more than a couple <laughs> hours a night. But he was on. He's on Raw. Survivor Series so. and Raw. And he looks healthy. Which I'm glad to see. Yeah. As as much hate as we can throw at Vince McMahon, I don't wish illness and and, and death on anybody. I don't want to wish illness on anybody. But I wish he would step away. Yes, absolutely. I think he is seventy six, I think is what we determined last week. And I think that it is time for Vince to step away. You've made your company a billion-dollar company. You've made your mark. Your legacy you, is secured. Your legacy is secured. And at this point, you're only hurting it. Yeah. Step away. Go sleep. Enjoy. <laughs> go go, go. take a nap. Yeah. And enjoy your retirement. Exactly. Enjoy your grandkids. Cause exactly. You know, now you've got a 15-year-old granddaughter who's training to wrestle. That's who's going to be. That's going to be who dethrones uh, Roman Reigns. <laughs> Roman's going to keep the belt and for another three years. I I really then, think I I really think that they're they're pushing for um, Drew to dethrone Roman. Unfortunately, I think they're going to push it to Mania, probably. which I think is almost. It, I, I'm worried that's too far. But with that being said, Vince looks healthy. I'm glad to see that he's healthy. Or that he at least appears to be healthy. appears to be, yeah. And with all of that being said, we'd like to say a big thank you to McNarb Gaming here in Goshen, Mississippi. They allow us to come in and use the space for free every week, and we appreciate that. So come on down, check them out. They've got all the games that you could want. Whether it's a board game, whether it's a RPG, whether it's miniatures and models and that kind of stuff, they've got it here for you. Check them out. Tell them we sent you. Yep. Once you come here and once you've picked up your game, go over to Big Dog Liquor. Get yourself a bottle of something. Uh, vodka, rum, tequila, whiskey, scotch. Wines on top of wines on top of wines. Uh, it is getting to Christmas season. He has, uh, he has the uh, Evan Williams eggnog. Always a, a hit at holiday parties. Uh, also has several gift sets. You know, don't exactly know what to get somebody. You know, grab them a bottle of, of liquor with the cool glasses and such in it. You know, I mean, everybody everybody accepts that happily. You know? Yeah. You know, we know that you just came through Thanksgiving, so your liquor stocks are likely depleted. 
Go stock up. You've got a month until Christmas, so you need to restock up. Yeah. Uh, before then, so go check them out. They always have a great selection there at Big Dog Liquor. Now that you're done listening to listening to us, and you are looking for something else to put into your ear holes, go check out our friends over at Rogues Cast Radio. They talk about any and everything nerdy and fun. Yeah, pretty much. So, That's exactly it. They yeah. also one of the guys on Rogues Cast, uh, Jody, actually has another podcast he does called Fearology. Yep. It's available on Anchor only, so, you know, go find it there. But uh, he talks about the history of horror movies and such like that. And then speaking of movies, we also have Silence Your Cell Phones, our, our friends Jarrett uh, and uh, Kevin. Yep. Do uh, that, talk about uh, bingeable TV shows, movies that have just come out, all that kind of stuff. So, there you go. You can come to McNard Gaming and get you some games to play. Head on over to Big Dog Liquor, get you some liquor to drink. You've got entertainment for your ear holes. Hours of entertainment a week. There you go. And with all that being said, we're going to call it a week. We'll see you next week. And until then, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>